Well, guys, it is great to be here together. Uh, it is crazy to think that we're really on the very last day of 2017. Uh, it's exciting. Uh, this was a great year, personally, for me and my family. It was 25 years married. Yeah, so that was awesome. Got to go to Hawaii, which I had promised her like 25 years ago, but finally got to go. Uh, and I turned 50, so I'm now officially in the 50, the second half of the century coming up. Uh, and I'll tell you, as I was celebrating my birthday, I was super thankful as uh, they put together a little video. I didn't know this. It was a surprise. And I uh, had different individuals literally from all over the world just sharing things. And uh, yeah, it was, yeah it, was, it, was, it was moving. But it was interesting. As I heard them, I began to wonder, it's like, is that what's on the inside? Like, what, what they value on the outside was that what's really on the inside. Now, I believe majority of it, I, I felt confirmed, but at the same time, I felt challenged. And I think as, a, as you hit your 50s, you realize the outside's slowing down. Right. <laughs> you know, the schedule's a little different. The, the, the abilities are a little different. Your passions even change a little bit. And, and it made me realize that really now, I really want to look at 2018 as not really looking on what I'm going to do on the outside, as much as I really want to look about what's going on the inside. Those, those need to be my resolutions, which means I can't really state them because they're not about something I'm going to do. It's about something I need to become. You know, I believe this is even the challenge with social media. Are you really known? Does your digital persona reflect what's really on the inside. Let's see this little video that kind of gives us some information of social media. Wow. That's crazy. You know, it reminds me of a passage that we probably, many of us know in 1 Samuel 16 as, as God is telling Samuel how to choose the next king. And in verse 7 of the second part of that verse says, The Lord does not look at the things people look at. People look at the outward appearance, but the Lord looks at the heart. And I thought, what if God through the Spirit wrote that scripture today? How might it look different? I think it might say this. God judges persons differently than humans do. People look at your social media post, but the Lord looks into your search history. I actually came up with that one. I'm proud of that. You know, that, that's a challenging thought. What does that really reveal about ourselves? And so I really do think this idea of inside, outside, outside, inside, we've got to really take serious... 
Because Jesus did. In fact, he had a very interesting parable that really deals with this concept. Turn to Luke 18. We're going to read this parable from verse 9 to 14. To some who were confident of their own righteousness and looked down on everybody else, Jesus told this parable. Two men went up to the temple to pray, one a Pharisee and the other a tax collector. The Pharisee stood up and prayed about himself, God, I thank you that I am not like other men, robbers, evildoers, adulterers, or even like this tax collector. I fast twice a week and give a tenth of all I get. Did you notice a lot of eyes there? But the tax collector stood at a distance. He would not even look up to heaven, but beat his breast and said, God, have mercy on me, a sinner. I tell you that this man, the tax collector, rather than the other, the Pharisee, went home justified before God. For everyone who exalts himself will be humbled, and he who humbles himself will be exalted. I believe this parable is all about perspective and position. In terms of perspective is, are you focusing on the outside, or are you focusing on the inside? In terms of position, it brings up an interesting aspect of prayer. Now, I'm not talking about prayer positions, for example, on your knees, lifted hands. I'm talking about something more important in your position in prayer. Here's a quote by Philip Yancey from his book on prayer. Prayer is the act of seeing reality from God's point of view. So the position is about what's in your heart, not your physical prayer position. So I want us to look at the perspective and the position of each of these two characters that Jesus presented in the parable. But I think it's important to recognize that the introductory verse to some who are confident of their own righteousness and look down on everybody else, Jesus told this parable, is purposely wide in scope. It doesn't pinpoint a specific group. I say that because of the first person mentioned after that, the Pharisee. We can think he's actually referring to all Pharisees, and that's not true. He only names one Pharisee, not all Pharisees. So this is a general statement, which means it could include us. Right? So I just thought we'd clarify that. But in the story, he chooses to pick a Pharisee, and he chooses to pick a tax collector. But I think if you look in the context of the entire scripture there, he's actually really picking between an insider and an outsider. Because you'll see other stories that reflect the same issue. Are you on the inside or on the outside? Now, a Pharisee, absolutely on the inside. He's the most inside of the Jewish faith, right? I mean, he's, he's got all the knowledge. He's got all the training. He's the inside. People look to him. They kiss his hand. You know, they, they touch his tassels. He's on the inside. Tax collector, you can't get any more outside. They're a separate category than sinner. Right? So it's really about an insider and an outsider. But what God wants to know is what's going on inside. Not your position as an insider or outsider. But are you focusing on the outside? Or are you focusing on the inside? What's the position of your heart before God? So let's look at the Pharisee. He is an insider that focuses on the outside. Right? 
Think about it's clear. He's an insider. He's a Pharisee. But his perspective of the entire prayer is all about his outside deeds. It's a relatively short prayer. It's focused on the first person singular. There's the pronoun I four times. God's only mentioned once. Four times it's about himself. There's no petition. He's not asking for anything. Because honestly, in his mind, he doesn't need anything. I don't need God. Look what I do. I'm good. In fact, I'm so good, he took time to compare himself to someone he didn't think was good. That's the position of the Pharisee. That's his perspective. See, he does give thanks. We'll give him that. But not for God. He gives thanks for what he's done. For who he is. In comparison to everyone else. He's proud of his outside expressions of faith. But at the same time, he looks negatively down on an actually outside person in his mind of the tax collector. He is self-sufficient. There's really no need for God's help because he trusts in his outward deeds. And he makes sure to say them as well out loud. Fasting and tithing. And he, and he actually, if you, if you know some of the background there, he's actually mentioning these specifically because they're above what's expected. Technically, the Jew is only has to fast one day a year. Yom Kippur, that's the only command. But you're allowed to fast more than that. And the Pharisees go, we're going to fast two days a week. So you want to make sure, hey, I want you to know my deeds are even above the norm. And he didn't just tithe on his salary. He tithed on everything he got. So where is his perspective? It's all on the outside. Now the position is one of pride. Grady's praying. Grady had gratitude. But in his heart, there's a position of pride. Because think about what position the Pharisee is putting himself in. If he's looking down on others, he's putting himself in God's position. That's self-righteousness. He put trust in his righteous living as a means of gaining standing with God, rather than looking at himself through God's eyes. See, when we put ourselves in the wrong position in our hearts, it leads us ultimately to looking down on others. You know, the actual word they're looking down, here's the Greek word that's found there, means to treat with contempt, look down on ridicule, to show by one's attitude or manner of treatment that an entity has no merit or worth. So he's not only elevating himself, he's de-elevating the tax collector. I'm the insider with the Lord. This outsider, he's, he's, he's trash. Is that the position we want to go to God in prayer? Now, you might think, well, Derek, I'm not a Pharisee. Really? You may not have a tax collector in your neighborhood. They send you it in the mail anyway. Unless you don't pay it, then they will send the tax collector. <laughs> but let's consider, even as faithful Christians, who do we tend to look down on? Punk rockers. Right? But do you even know what's going on in their life? You know, if you haven't seen the movie Wonder, I highly recommend it. You will leave feeling completely judgmental. You realize you judge every character in that movie. And then you feel judged at the end. It's an awesome movie. It, it will, you'll be condemned. 
Because we make these assessments only on the outward. And we have no idea what's going on on the inside. What about teenagers with body piercings? Do you look down on them? Or gothic clothing? What about pregnant teenagers? Look down on them? What about divorced men or women? Do you look down on them? What about gamblers and junkies? Emigrants and illegal aliens? Those of a different religion? Poor, smelly, homeless people? Guys, the list could go on. The reality is, are we any different? If we were honest? Are we looking down on others? We're trying to elevate ourselves? See, Jesus showed us that God does look down on us without looking down on us. So if you're going to look down on a people, at least imitate God in it. Right? But see, that's the Pharisee. What about the tax collector? He's an outsider that focuses on the inside. In contrast, the tax collector, as an outsider, he's focused only on what's going on inwardly. It appears he is even too ashamed to even pray as you should. There's no adoration. There's no praise. There's no thanksgiving. And before you judge him, though, he doesn't share any merits or claims. And offers no explanations or excuses or even comparisons. He simply recognizes himself as a sinner before God and asks for mercy. He's completely empty of self-reliance. He knows where he is. That's his perspective. Which one are we like so far in how we view things? Do we focus more on our outside or more on our inside? But what about his position? It's a position of humility. It's quite different than the the Pharisee. He stood at a distance even. He couldn't even go all the way in. So I'm not worthy to even go in. can't even look up to heaven. And he beats his chest, almost like as though he's recognizing, my heart's so ugly right now. God, I, 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 can't, even, I can't even praise. But he does the one thing he knows he needs to do. He asks for mercy. Now, this is unique here, and this is where Greek does come in really handy. You know, the common word that's translated mercy is this one. This is the common one used in the New Testament, which usually means to have mercy on, pity, to show mercy, to show kindness toward. That's kind of what that one is. But guess which one is used by the sinner? It's this one. It's a little different. This one is much deeper. It's, it's a mercy of, I need to, to be given atonement. It's a focus on the means for, for, for accomplishing this forgiveness. And it's resulting in a reconciliation. To, to have mercy on. The difference between these two words is significant. The one used for the tax collector is calling for forgiveness from the one he has wronged. He is not just asking for kindness from God. He's saying, God, without you, I'm done. That's a whole different kind of mercy. So I think a lot of us, we just want God's kindness. Because we don't recognize we actually need His mercy. Because we've offended Him. Probably a lot more of what's on the inside than what's on the outside. That's a scary thought, right? Where are we at? Who are we in this equation? See, being in the right position, humility, it enabled him in faith, even though he may not be deserving of it, to ask for forgiveness. 
See, he put God in the right position, and therefore that helped him be in the right position. God is the only one that can save him. It's the only one who can save us. We can't do it. No good amount of deeds saves us, guys. That doesn't mean we don't have good deeds. (laughs) But are we just doing them on the outside when inside we're something else? He is pleading for atonement, not just kindness. So how do we make sure that we're in the right position and have the right perspective? You know, the message version adds this in the conclusion. Jesus commented, This tax man, not the other, went home made right with God. If you walk around with your nose in the air, you're going to end up flat on your face. But if you're content to be simply yourself, you will become more than yourself. I like that translation. Who is justified? Most people, if they looked on the outside, they would think, well, the Pharisee! But that's not how God sees it. That's not how our Lord sees it. He says the tax collector is the one justified. You could imagine any other Pharisee or anyone who looked down on others, they were angered. They were insulted. But the crowd that included the sinners, they were filled with hope as they realized they were not beyond saving. So how important is it for us to examine the inside? Well, I think the Spirit shows how important because I'm sharing the same verse Clint did in his communion. We didn't talk about which verse. So whenever the Lord does that, I think you've got you to hear it twice. But I'm going to add an extra verse that he didn't have. So there we go. God's adding something to it. Because maybe he's examined our hearts during communion and goes, you know what, you need to add a little more. I don't know. I'm, I'm just guessing. But in Matthew 23, verse 25 through 28, it says this. Woe to you, teachers of the law and Pharisees, you hypocrites. You clean the outside of the cup and dish, but inside they're full of greed and self-indulgence. Blind Pharisee, first clean the inside of the cup and dish, and then the outside will also be clean. And then he continues. Woe to you, teachers of the law and Pharisees, you hypocrites. Wow, he said it twice. You are like whitewashed tombs, which look beautiful on the outside, but on the inside are full of the bones of the dead and everything unclean. Guys, this, this, this is, these are Jesus' words, publicly stated. Talk about speaking the truth in love. I don't know if it felt loving to the Pharisees, but he's speaking the truth. In the same way, on the outside you appear to people as righteous, but on the inside you are full of hypocrisy and wickedness. So guys, at the end of the day, what people like or dislike on your social media persona won't mean a, a single thing before God. God's going to be the judge. What's on the inside? And in my next 50, I hope, or whatever... Under that, I want to focus more on my inside. Not just the outside. Because I have a feeling when you focus on the inside, the right outside will happen anyway. But you can fake the outside with the wrong inside. You can't fake the inside. God's going to see it. Now what's interesting is Luke, mentioning the same conversation, he actually adds an interesting element of how can we make sure we're clean? In other words, how can we make sure we're inside out? Look at this in Luke 11, verse 39 through 41. Then the Lord said to him, 
Now then, you Pharisees, clean the outside of the cup and dish, but inside you are full of greed and wickedness. You foolish people, did not the one who made the outside make the inside also? But now as for what is inside you, be generous to the poor, and everything will be clean for you. So if you're concerned about your inside, there's at least one thing you can absolutely do, no matter what's going on in your heart and mind, that can change you. Consider the poor. Hope Scouts, baby. We're starting them young. Because we want their insides to be right. What about us? Because you can't really be concerned for the poor for long if it's not really on the inside. You may go through the deeds, you'll do your original, you know, usual holiday contribution... But we're commanded to do this all year long. And we have opportunities as a church. MLK Day is coming up. Have you even signed up? Have you decided where you're going to serve? Hey Amen, we got some hand, hand hitting over there. Yes. That, that to me is amazing. Of all the things that Jesus could say that would help us be inside correctly, it's helping the poor. Why? Because what helps you on the inside is not thinking about yourself. It's thinking about others. What was the Pharisee thinking about? He was thinking about the tax collector, but in a very negative way. He was thinking about himself. Who I am, what I'm doing. Look at me. Post. (laughs) Tax collector, he doesn't even have Facebook. He doesn't even have Instagram. And if he did, he wouldn't even use it. What about us? What's really going on? See, we have a question. Who are you going to be in 2018? I'm about to close out this sermon. It's a quick one today. Are you going to be the Pharisee? With a perspective of focusing only on your outside? Of having a position of pride? Or are you going to be the tax collector? With a perspective of focusing on the inside and having a position of humility? I'll close out with this passage. It was actually shared at Emily Ames' baptism. It was very ironic that this was shared, the message version. Since don't become so well adjusted to your culture that you fit into it without even thinking. Instead, fix your attention on God, not yourselves. You'll be changed from the inside out. Readily recognize what He wants from you and quickly respond to it. Unlike the culture around you always dragging you down to its level of immaturity. God brings the best out of you, develops well-informed maturity in you. In 2018, who are you going to be? Pharisee or the tax collector? You're going to focus on the outside or the inside? I hope we all together, because Jesus has called us to it, it's time to focus from the inside out. Amen.